Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. I'm Eve Mayer, and I am here with the beautiful Megan Ramos of idmprogram.com, Intensive Dietary Management. Megan, how's it going? Good, good. I'm only on day one. <laughs> so, oh, girl, did you start fasting today? Yeah, yeah. Today's like my official new year. Um, okay. Just because, you know, the usually it's holidays, like the first week of January, and my wedding anniversary is on January 2nd. Yeah. So uh, the first Monday back to work is like my new hurrah. So I focused on eating some good fats last week and cutting back the carbs and cutting back the holiday wine. So I'm on day one. For for me, actually, day one is the the most miserable. Um, and that's more so mentally than physically. Um, and I think that's just because I'm at this point in, in my journey, like I'm so fat adapted. So it um, I don't have too many glycogen stores at, at this point. So I usually start to deplete them like a good like 16 hours into the fast, and that's when I when I feel grouchy, um, a little funky. That's when I go to the bathroom the most, yeah. uh, and then towards the end of the day, I, I feel normal. I distracted myself um, when I wrapped up with work earlier this evening with some online shopping, with therapeutics. <laughs> oh, nice! I like it. Okay, so how long are you gonna fast for? Um, so I'm just doing intermittent fasting this week because we have some business business meetings around food and it's great steak. So I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, but yeah. how now? How are you doing? Day seven? What's going Day on? Day seven is way better, way better. Um, I have not cried today, everyone. You're welcome. That's right. Um, I slept last night all the way through. I didn't wake up at three thirty as I have been. I nice. didn't have to take Tylenol. I didn't pee four times during the night. I slept the whole night. I was so tired. I went to bed at nine something and I woke up at 6.30 and I felt amazing. I felt so dang good. So I was super excited about that. I did gain some weight, which is like always blows my mind because I'm like, how do you gain weight when you're putting nothing into your body? However, it was 0.4 pounds. So I went to 185.6 from 185.2. But I kind of expected it being the day before I had lost three and a half pounds. And I was also like, how do you lose three and a half pounds in a day? So I was, I was cool with that. Um, I didn't cry. I wasn't grumpy. I felt really great. I had a great day. But, but I mean, let me continue to be honest. I hate this and I want it, <laughs> like, I want it to be over yeah. if I had not done it to support people and to do this like scientific emotional true story situation there is no way i would not have eaten yet and all of you that are telling me like i'm with you eve and and i i'm on it and i'm on day seven number one you are amazing to me and you are my support and you are the reason i'm doing this still and number two how are you doing this like i am amazed if i if i hadn't given myself this pressure uh to be doing it. I'm just hungry and angry and I'm less hungry and angry today. Um, but I really think that it has been come clear to me so far that I am an intermittent faster. I'm not an extended faster. Maybe I will be in like 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I, I really think everybody should try it 
And I thought it was funny on, on the Facebook uh, group, Obesity Code Network, some people were talking about like how they feel euphoric, how they feel wonderful, how they get like, like I hear like the runner's high, which I've never had because I don't run, please. And I hear like the faster's high, like they do this long-term fast and they don't feel hungry and they feel beautiful and unicorns frolic through their living room. <laughs> and my damn unicorns have not arrived. Um, yeah. No, I, no, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. But you, you can get there. I, I used to be the same. I loathe like every minute that I fast. Now I struggle sometimes on day one after the holidays. Mind you, I'm only doing intermittent fasting this week, but it's uh, for like 42 hours um, of intermittent fasting. But it, it gets it gets there. I, I still remember the first time at the gym. They make me do this kneeling thing where I hold the kettlebell like this and I yeah. take 10. And at the start, I was like this, and I was like this, like I was so mad. I'm like, and I'm watching some lady that's like twice my age oh. hold a heavier kettlebell kettlebell sorry up high and making it look so effortless and I'm like oh my god I'm never gonna get there like maybe by the time I'm her age like in another 30 some odd years I'll be able to do this um but like today I was holding it pretty damn high and pretty damn strong and I, I actually giggled to myself at the gym this morning being like ah like it did happen like I was able to do it and my just like lifting that kettlebell was my experience with fasting Damn, well hated every minute of it. I was like, who are these people online that are liking, then now back then when I did it, no one was fasting, but people were doing ketogenic diets to get into ketosis. And I was like, what is this? Hi, I'm so broke. I remember crying one day to my mother being like, my body's so broken because of the way you fed me. Poor <laughs> mom. But like it, it will, it will get there. My first seven day fast was hell on earth. And at that point, like I wasn't diabetic anymore. I had lost a lot of body fat. I still have plenty of body fat, but I lost a lot. And it just, it takes time and practice. I know you, you will try one of these again eventually oh. and it will be easier because you will have healed because in between these longer fasts, you're still going to stick to your intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. You're still going to be mindful of your carbs and your body will heal and it will regulate. And you know, you'll have less of these ups and downs during the fast. I totally expected to experience some water weight fluctuation, especially when you are someone who's losing weight and has a whoosh. Usually you get a little bit too dehydrated because of the whoosh and you will gain back weight and I'd say usually about half a pound which and you were 0.4 pounds which is perfectly on target for what's expected during this fast but your skin's glowing today so <laughs> no makeup no make that's just because I'm lazy but yeah no makeup <laughs> Megan thank you for telling me that like I want to tell people like I did this 10-day fast I don't think I'm ever going to do it again and I totally <laughs> think you should try it because that's really how I feel because everyone's response to this is just incredibly different. And I really thought I would be a great role model for the true reason that I'm so bad at it, right? For the true reason that I will tell you what I'm actually thinking and I will tell you the struggles I have. And when I am talking online, I gotta be honest that most people are, who are even doing this for the first time are having such an easier time a, such a better experience. So I don't want you to think Eve's experience is what's going to happen. You need to try it because it might be really simple for you. You might have less mental issues with food. You might have less hormonal issues. Other people have struggles just like I do. Other people have even different struggles because of medicine they're taking or things they're trying to work around or because they have to cook or because they have to shop. 
but it's, it's such an incredible thing to me how different everyone responds to this. And the main purpose of these sessions is to talk about it honestly, the, the mental side of it, the physical side of it, tapping into Megan's just ridiculous knowledge about this. I forgot to say, I'm Eve Mayer from FastingLane.com. You can check all the videos out there. Um, that's what I wanted to start with. Our two main topics we're going to start with today uh, we'll have, and then we're going to have a speed round session. And then we have a couple of topics to cover at the end. So here we go. Our first two topics that we're going to discuss before speed round that, that most people are asking is how much weight will I lose during an extended fast? And how much weight will I gain back after the fast? So yeah. I'll just start by saying, I don't know how Megan's going to answer this question because I guess if you stop the fast and then you ate a cake, like an entire cake, you'd probably gain back the weight really fast. But if you stop the fast and maybe had like bacon and avocado and then a steak the next day, you'd probably do a little better. So Megan, first, how much weight should people expect to lose during an extended fast? Absolutely. So you're looking at losing, there's, there's some really good data on this, but you're looking at losing about half a pound of body fat a day during a fast. Um, so if you're fasting for seven days, it's three and a half pounds of body fat. If you're um, you know, fasting for 10 days, it's five pounds of body fat. Now, anything extra is just going to be water weight, and that's going to vary per individual based on many factors, you know, their insulin levels and how quickly they drop, depending on their insulin resistance, how much glycogen storage that they have, they're burning through. I don't have a whole lot of glycogen storage because I eat pretty damn low carb. Um, so when I go to fast, I don't lose that much water weight. Whereas, you know, now, okay, I'm coming off of the holidays, my anniversary, um, going to wineries, <laughs> um, I have more glycogen storage. So today I lost a lot of water weight. Um, so that's going to fluctuate per person. So if you're someone who's been eating more carbs or coming off of the holidays with more carbs, you're going to drop more water weight. And that's going to account for any differences that you see in the scale that's really sort of over, you know, so three and a half to five pounds, depending on whether you're doing seven days or 10 days of fasting. Um, anything extra is water. And if you're someone who's been eating really low carb or ketogenically, which is ketogenic is very low carb, uh, you're not gonna have a whole lot of like glycogen storage. Chances are you're gonna have burned through that, especially if you're doing intermittent fasting before an extended fast. So you're not gonna see that shift in water weight. You'll lose some water weight, but not a dramatic amount. So you'll hold more true to that half a pound of body weight per day loss. Um, now in terms of weight gain after a fast, you're absolutely right, Eve. Um, so we do get a little bit dehydrated on the fast, no matter how good you are with water, but not overdoing water, no matter how good you are with salt, whether you have broth or pickle juice, you are gonna get a little bit dehydrated. So most people can expect to gain back about a pound, uh, give or take, after a fast, depending on how dehydrated about one, one pound. Um, so, uh, you know, usually though, day one of eating, you're more likely to gain about three pounds. Um, and that's going to a low carb diet. And then your body realizes after about 24 hours, so like, okay, you know, Eve's gone back to her regular routine. We know to expect 16-8 with periodic 24s. We're going to be getting fluid from food. There's lots of water in food. So we'll let go of this. So within the first uh, 24 hours, 
people tend to gain, you know, a little bit more weight, about three pounds. And then within 48 hours, they lose two pounds of water because their body gets used to you eating again and says, okay, I don't need to hold on to this water. You know, we're not going to get dehydrated. We're getting plenty of fluid now. So, um, so you'll see a little bump on day one, but by the end of the day two, you should be up about a pound at the end of it. Okay. So you might go up and then back down to one. Now that's if you go back to eating low carbs. So that's steak you talked about. Oh, yeah. um, if you do go crazy, I'll tell you my first extended fast, I was an idiot and I was still in my transition into the low carb world, name Mexican food. And like, there's a lot of great options that you can have. I didn't have those options. And like my weight fluctuated that week, like almost like 10 pounds. And oh I'm like, I'm five feet tall. Like you've seen me, I'm a small person. Um, so that was, a, that was a lot of water weight. And sure enough, like I went back to low carb eating and I lost all of the water weight just within a week. Um, and I felt terrible all week long because of that, you know, 10 pounds up in water weight yeah. to shock them and 10 pounds down. But you have to keep in mind, and this is not like exact science, but it's, it's a rough ballpark that, you know, people can sort of gauge. But for like every gram of carb you have that your body stores and isn't burning, it retains about four grams of water. So if you go really crazy and eat a pizza and have gelato and drink a beer, you know, and have a slice of cake and have some bread, like you're not burning all that, all those carbs are going to be stored and yeah. in your system. And so you're storing the, the glycogen and probably some fat from that. And you're going to be storing like about four grams of water for every gram of glycogen that you store so that ends up being a lot of water people are like how can I go to one meal and gain seven pounds you can't it's physiologically impossible to gain seven pounds of body fat in one meal like you'd have to I don't even know like the quantity of food you have to eat so outrageous but it's it's totally possible to gain that much water based on your carbohydrate intake so, you know, don't go crazy when you end a fast uh, and, and eat all these carbs and think you should reward yourself. You're going to, uh, a lot of people get into the mentality, well, I just fasted for 10 days, so I can have that cookie. No, you shouldn't because you're really going to screw yourself up mentally and emo like just totally emotional by, you know, congratulating yourself for your weight loss with that cookie that's going to cause like two pounds of water retention in addition yeah. to the regular water that you're going to have. And then you're going to be really upset and you're going to put stress on your body, which is going to cause weight gain too. So just don't do it. Keep low carb for a few days. Um, so you don't get that sort of emotional distraughtness that you would from, you know, eating carbs and seeing the scale go up so much. I, I'm not craving carbs. I'm craving all the things I'm supposed to eat a lot, all the time. I dream about them. It's amazing. So let me tell you why I think today went, went good. Um, my daughter is out of school. She goes back to school tomorrow. And yeah. I was like, uh, I'm going to keep her busy, you know? And so I, I made two boxes. I made one that was chores we had to do and one that was fun things we got to do. And so every time we finish a chore, she would like reach in the box and pick, and then we would go do that fun thing. So we had a fantastic day. Number one, you have kids and you're trying to entertain them. She loved it. She told me it was amazing and she's 12. So she doesn't love anything. So this is a big win, first of all, right? So yeah. that was a good idea. And it was all stuff that I had you know, needed her to get done, like clean out your closet and clean out your desk and, you know, do all these things. And then it was stuff I really wanted to do and like weird stuff too. Like the one that she cracked up about the most was it said, drive 20 minutes in one direction, run around the car three times. 
do something and then drive back, which was good and turned out to be a big adventure. Um, and then it was also a ride a haiku. So we both wrote haikus about the dog because she got to pick the topic. And then we went to play uh, vintage video games, which was really awesome because for two hours, I didn't think about food. I played video games. I, I got number one on Qbert. I, I think everyone is impressed with that. Number one on Qbert on the screen. We played Pac-Man fight. We played pinball. It was incredible. We had a great day and there was a lot of times I didn't think about food. Um, yesterday I got, uh, you know, the, the Epsom salt bath help today. I kept really active, really busy. Didn't have time to get emotional. It was fantastic. So one of the things, you know, Megan and I have talked about a lot is just keeping yourself busy during fasting, keeping your mind busy. Um, I, I think I was definitely on a better emotional path as a whole today. It only took me seven days. Um, and so that was, that was great and that was helpful, but I had, I had a really fun day and it was, it was pretty awesome. All right, Megan, are you ready for the speed round? Yes. I All am. right. These are questions from people online. This, this is a real question. Can I have wine while fasting? <laughs> <laughs> I had a patient years ago. She drank a bottle of wine while she was fasting and then broke a lamp and then gave me the bill. Because she's like, you never told me I couldn't drink wine. I'm like, but I never told you you could. Number um, one, maybe not a bottle of wine <laughs> for a person anytime, but that's cool. You know, that's all right. So can you drink wine? Um, I don't, I don't recommend it. That's my, my, want, will, my will wine break my fast? You know, a very dry wine probably won't interfere with your fast oh. for the purposes of what you're fasting for. So, um, you know, losing weight and it's sort of feeling good. It, it definitely is going to inhibit um, progress with autophagy and disease prevention. And it might doubt, like slow things down for the diabetic patient looking to reverse their diabetes. Um, <laughs> have I ever had wine on a fasting day? A little bit. You know, sometimes you have long, <laughs> long days. Yeah. Well, I know it looks like I'm doing a shot, but this is pickle juice, everybody. So let's not get too excited. It's not tequila. It's very sad. So if you're not diabetic, you're not doing it for autophagy. You're just doing it for weight loss and you get a very dry wine. You could have like a cup of it. Yeah. You're I mean, really you is it kind of like this? Like today, Levi keeps telling me I should tell, I had some stevia in my coffee. Like I had stevia. Is that kind of equal to like having a really dry wine? We're cheating is what we're doing. Uh, it's a little bit. It's going to throw it's your a little system bit of a cheat. Off a bit. That is yeah. not the answer I expected. That's so interesting. I hate wine, but it's it's really great news for a lot of people. So thank you for that. It's, so I, you know, in clinic, we, we say, no, you shouldn't. No. But I, I work with a lot of patients, at, you know, particularly like European patients. And they're used just like since they were kids having a glass of wine with dinner. And yeah. I come from an Italian family. It was not uncommon for me to be seven and have a glass of wine at a special occasion um, for dinner. And so I know that I do know that they incorporate that a little bit sensibly. They're not, they're not driving, they're not operating heavy machinery, they're not taking care of small infants, yeah. and they're having a glass of wine later on in the evening before they go to bed. And, I mean, teach, teach their own. Uh, but, you know, a, a dry wine is, you know, there's lots of great wines out there that are one gram, two gram, three grams of sugar per liter. So um, there's... There's good options for us low-carb people out there. All right. Let me recap what, what Megan said. If you're going to act like a lush, she is not responsible. <laughs> She's not suggesting you drink a bottle of wine. 
But if you have to have wine and you're not concerned about autophagy, look for one gram, two grams at the most in a glass of wine and be sensible and be responsible. Was that, was that about right? <laughs> okay, cool. We got it. Um, how low of blood sugar should be a concern while fasting? If you're not feeling well, you need to stop fasting for any reason. You know, there are some people, hypoglycemia is defined by a list of symptoms, not necessarily defined by a set of numbers. And there are diabetics out there whose blood sugar levels are just so freaking high, like 300, that even at 150, which is still outrageously high, they feel hypoglycemic because it's such a shock to their system, the big, the, the big drop in blood sugar levels. So even though their blood sugar levels at 150 are still like, whoa, like that's high, it's still half of what it usually is. So it's a huge shock to your body and you're going to experience symptoms of hypoglycemia. So if you feel any symptoms, the tingling, the clamminess, the dizziness, the, the intense brain fog, then, then stop fasting. And people do, even myself, um, you know, I got to stages where my body was becoming more fat adapted and less sugar adapted. And the, it was just weird for my body to not require as much sugar. It took some time. So instead of doing 42s, I had to go to 24s. And I didn't change my foods. I didn't have to do that. I just scaled back on the fasting till, oh, well, my blood, I, I feel really good now at this blood sugar. My body's gotten used to adapting like, to this blood sugar level. Now I can go back up to my 42s if I want to. So it's really just sort of listening to your body. So if you feel hypoglycemic, regardless of what your sugar numbers are, then you should stop fasting. All right, perfect, thank you. What is the difference between starving and fasting? Well, star starvation is not voluntary. Fasting is voluntary. And most of us um, are not malnourished individuals. If you have sort of a malnourished individual, um, they're going to get into a state uh, very, they could put themselves at risk for refeeding syndrome and this get too depleted of really important minerals and electrolytes. Most of us who are looking to fast are overnourished. That's why we need to fast. And so you're not going to get into that predicament, especially if you're taking things like bone broth that's really good, like periodically, that's going to replenish any electrolytes that are lost or minerals that are lost. So fasting is a choice, starvation is typically Pretty much, yeah. different. All right. Why do I have high glu glucose while fasting? Well, a few reasons. You're, you're burning body fat and there's stored sugar in pockets of body fat. Um, so that's going to be released uh, when you're fasting because now your body's emptying your pouches of fat and then dumping that fat and fuel into your blood so you def to function on your fasting days. Um, but within fat cells, like within fat pockets, there is some sugar. So you're periodically going to get these spikes of spikes of blood sugar. You know, I tell patients, you know, it's like, if, think of it when you're fasting, like you're feasting on that extra piece of cake that you had like on your 40th birthday or your 30th birthday, because um, it's that fuel that you're extracting you know, from the, your fat cells of fuel on. So if you ate a piece of cake, you'd expect your blood sugar levels to go up. And that's just what you're doing. You're taking that piece of cake out of the fat cell and you're dumping that into the blood to circulate around. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Do you, take, do you need to take iodine if you're using non-iodized salt during a fast? No, uh, we've never had any issues with that. I have a very few patients whose naturopaths have them on iodine, but that's for other health reasons. Okay. Can fasting cause soreness in the lumbar? 
no, not really. Um, we, we've had the, the odd person complain about it, but then they go back to like, you talk to them and you know, they maybe have had issues in the past with that. Um, you know, if anything, if, if there is any true association, because I can't say that there isn't 100%, I'd say it's likely magnesium or salt sodium supplementation or lack of hydration in the first place. So drink some more water, try some magnesium, try taking some salt if you're able to consume salt. Cool. Uh, anything fasting for people on blood thinners should know? Uh, no, um, you know, we have lots of patients on blood thinners in their clinic who, who fast and do a whole different variety of protocols for fasting, just like anyone who's not on blood thinners. Uh, it's more so diet that you have to keep in mind when you're on blood thinners. Do dormant viruses like shingles erupt more during a fast? Uh, no, uh, we've never ever seen that happen um, with with any sort of viral infection, including shingles. I have lots of older patients, shingles are not uncommon, um, and they happen in patients who aren't fasting just the same as they are when they if they're fasting, and it's no more aggressive for fasting patients. Last speed question, why do I feel fine after eating after an 18-6, but crabby anytime I eat after it's been 36 or more hours? A couple, a couple reasons again. Usually, everything is you might be dehydrated a little bit. You're not getting electrolytes when you eat food. Even if say you don't add salt to the food that you're eating, well, that natural food, naturally occurring foods, you know, broccoli has sodium in it. Um, you know, uh, avocados have potassium in them. So you're getting a lot of electrolytes through food, not necessarily like through salt. Uh, so when you're not eating, you, you might be a little bit dehydrated, especially if you're losing a lot of water weight. So it's always good when you're starting out a fast to drink some broth or some pickles juice, or you can add some salt to your water. So that's one of the reasons. The second reason is, you know, if you're someone who's regularly in sugar burning mode, when you're doing a longer fast, you're, you're getting into fat burning mode. During a 36 hour fast, uh, you're not getting into too much fat burning mode. Um, so during a 36 hour fast, you're getting into a pretty heavy amount of fat burning mode. And it can just be that your system's sluggish to transition from sugar burning to fat burning. Perfect, thank you. All right, we're done with our speed round. Megan, you did great. I'm gonna say all your answers were right because you know way more than I do. So I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> What we want to talk about now is a lot of people have been asking about idmprogram.com. idmprogram.com is owned by Dr. Jim Fung and Megan Ramos and run by an incredible group of people. Um, people, in my opinion, need a different level of support for fasting. Fasting is a walk in the park where magical unicorns run around and spit out rainbows for some people. And it's just quite frankly, hellish for other people. And then there's everyone in between. And some people can really do great with books, maybe the obesity code or the complete guide to fasting, resources online, blogs, the Facebook obesity code network group, and they can do great and get everything they need from that. And some people need a higher level of support and that's what IDM has some services for. So what I'd like you to tell us, Megan, is first of all, as, as a free IDM member, as a member who signs up at idmprogram.com for the newsletter and, and joins the Facebook group, what can you do for free? 
So there's, there's a few things. So all of our blogs are free. There's some videos up there that are free, but we also have a free introductory 12 week email course that you can sign up for. Um, we have three different program streams that you can pick from. We have general wellness for people who are pretty healthy, you know, just maybe looking to shake a couple of pounds, um, just want to live their best health or, you know, maybe someone that's younger that's heard about fasting being trendy and wants to do it or like a healthy spouse of a partner who's fasting for health reasons might want to learn about the benefits of fasting for wellness. So we have a wellness stream, a diabetes stream, and we have a weight loss stream. So what happens in the, the free series is every week you'll get an email with some information about fasting. It's not really how-to stuff, it's not application stuff, it's more about the science and getting you to understand. So this program is great for people who are brand new to fasting or who just want to learn more about fasting um, before they start fasting. So it's a good way to sort of familiarize yourself with the basics of the science, you know, behind diabetes, obesity, and just wellness uh, and how fasting can help with disease prevention and anti-aging. Um, so that's, uh, that's our sort of very basic. And then of course we always have, we have our blog posts, Jason posts weekly, I post weekly, I post a little bit more practical stuff and I'm doing a woman in fasting series. And you know, Jason talks about cancer and PCOS and insulin resistance. Um, and you know, we talk about studies and, and that sort of stuff um, in the blog. So we always try to keep a mix of information up there, some practical stuff, some really heavy science stuff, just so there's something for everybody. So all of that's free on our website. And then we have two programs. We have a monthly membership uh, program. Um, but actually in the monthly membership program, um, the monthly membership program is designed to be um, a, a self-guided course. Uh, so you, you don't have to, uh, we have our, our self-guided course. We have courses for wellness, diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and weight loss. And these courses every week, um, over the course of actually 70 weeks, uh, everyone gets an email lesson designed specifically towards their course. And the email lesson, you'll click on a link and you'll go into the website and there'll be a video lesson of, of a blurb summary. So if you don't want to watch the videos, you can just take, get the takeaway messages and a quiz. Um, so we have these 70 lessons and each week you'll get an email with a new lesson. But if you wanted to binge all of the lessons over the course of a day or a week, you can absolutely do that too through the, the membership dashboard. So when you log into the IDA membership community, you have the lessons on the left. You can pick your lessons that you want to watch or participate in. Um, but then we also provide re resources, supplementary information. And the real reason why we do it is, you know, all of the information pretty much is in the courses. But there's so much stuff out there about nutrition nowadays um, that's so conflicting. Coconut oil is great for you. Coconut oil will kill you. You know, all this kind of stuff. And it's really easy to get the messages all mixed up. So we try to provide other resources to reinforce the information. So we do so, science. So Megan, sorry, the yeah. monthly, that monthly membership that you're talking about, how much does that cost? It's 39 bucks a month. Um, okay. So it's, it's the cost of a meal out. That's what we say. It's the cost of a meal out. So there's tons of resources and there's a great way more money on meal out. Sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. I stink. But yeah. Okay. Got it. 
great resources and there's a great forum with like world-class fasting expert moderators. Uh, yeah. So it's a self-guided course. So this is really for people who want to do it on their own, don't need a whole lot of support, aren't having a lot of issues, they can troubleshoot themselves. And then we have our coaching program. And this is for people who really want to be taught, don't necessarily want to go through the materials on their own, or if they do that, but they're struggling and they just don't know why. They've gone through everything, can't figure it out. We have an expert that's there to help guide, guide you through it and also provide you with group support. So in the coaching program, most of the meetings are done in small groups. So you get to meet people from all over the world that are, and I tell you, everyone all over the world, whether you're in the United States or you're in Sweden, we struggle with the same cultural pressures for food, the same carbohydrates, just prepare differently. Um, but it's, it's the same, all our food's made from the same building blocks and the pressure to eat is, you, it's across all cultures. Um, so uh, you get to connect with other people that are going through the same struggles, who might not have the same support at home, and you get to meet that community. And then you have that fasting expert there who's got tons of experience that can be like, no, you, your issue is because of this. And if you do this, it, you know, it will help make your, your fasting easier. So it's a real customized approach to fasting with someone who's got a lot of experience that can help you through. There's three different packages you can purchase. Um, they range in price from about, uh, about just under $800 to about just under $1,200. And you pay for the number of sessions you want. So if you only want a little bit of support, you can get the basic package. If you want a lot of support, you can get the more intense package. And the, the uh, follow-up appointments, they don't actually have an expiration date. So you could stretch, you could buy the intensive package of 24 appointments, but you could stretch that out over two years. Um, and then that way you sort of have continuing support, you know, sort of throughout your journey and throughout your maintenance uh, journey as well. Megan, thank you so much for sharing that. I'd like to talk a little bit more about it probably tomorrow because I know we're out of time. But just to recap, there's three levels of service from IDM. Number one is free. There's tons of information on their blog. You can sign up at idmprogram.com. You can join them on Facebook at Obesity Code Network group. Check that out. There is amazing information. There is fasting information. There's scientific and medical and emotional. And you can get all those things for free. If you're looking for a higher level of service, there's $39 a month where you sign up at idmprogram.com and there are courses that are self-guided that you can take on all kinds of different topics for different illnesses you might be specifically addressing or different health levels that you're looking at. And third, if you're looking for a highest, the highest level of support, they have a third tier that is between $800 up to $1,200 and you're paying for sessions that you can use. You might use them over a year, you might use them over two years, it depends on, on what you need, so it's flexible. So check this all out at idmprogram.com. I'm Eve Mayer, you can check out all the videos and all the live sessions that Megan and I have been doing during this glorious, glorious 10 day fast. We're here on day seven, check it out at fasting.fyi forward slash 10, that's T-E-N, that's fasting.fyi forward slash 10. Megan, thank you so much for being here with me. We're going to be back tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. CST. That's 7.30 p.m. CST live on the Obesity Code Network Facebook group. Megan, you have good plans for tomorrow? <laughs> I have clinic. It's my first day oh. back in clinic for three weeks. Um, yeah. So uh, it will be a wild, wild day. Um, but uh, if you're a patient and you're watching, if you don't want to get weighed in tomorrow, there's no pressure. Just show up and let's get back <laughs> on track. <laughs> That is, that is that is really smart to tell people. Yeah, I'm just terrified after the holidays. Megan, thank you so much for being so brilliant and gorgeous. I